0: The following is a conversation with Nate Lombardi. In high school, Nate was an honor roll student and an all-state football player. He attended Oswego and Lemoyne College studying biochemistry and is now in Atlanta, Georgia, pursuing his doctorate of chiropractic at Life University. He will be returning to central New York after graduation to work alongside his father, Pete Lombardi, with hopes of expanding and growing his already successful chiropractic practice in Oneida, New York. Nate is an avid outdoorsman spending time hiking, hunting, fishing, camping, and exploring different parts of the country. He recently got engaged and is a soon-to-be father. I have known Nate for many years, watching him develop into a man, pushing through tough times and capitalizing on good times. I decided to invite Nate onto our podcast because Nate is a great example for our youth many of which are lacking direction, purpose, drive, and passion. Nate is a visionary and a no-bullshit kind of guy that I find inspiring and hope many of you do too. You are listening to the Co-Movement Gym Podcast, where we inspire people to move and live courageously. If you are enjoying this content, please support our sponsors in the description. I thank each and every one of you for being on this journey with us. Now please enjoy the show folks listen up i want to take a brief moment and thank our podcast show sponsors lombardi chiropractic native pass supplements and redmond life lombardi chiropractic has been my personal chiropractor for 10 years and has kept my body strong and healthy native pass supplements are used by numerous co-movement clients and our coaching team here at the facility i highly recommend that you try their chocolate collagen peptides I was made aware of Redmond Light by one of our trainers here at the facility who recommended I try Relight Electrolyte Powder. This supplement has dramatically improved my afternoon energy levels and overall hydration. I'd like to thank these three companies for providing outstanding service and products that make our society healthier and more resilient. Mention the Cold movement Gym Podcast when you call Lombardi Chiropractic. And not only will they treat you like family, they will provide a nice enticing discount to all listeners. And use code COMO15, that's C-O-M-O 15, at checkout when shopping at nativepath.com or redmond.life and receive 15% off all your orders. Your support to our show sponsors assists in us paying for expenses And continuing to provide content we hope you all enjoy. All right, Nate, welcome to the Co-Movement Gym Podcast. How you doing, buddy?
1: Good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, I want to dive right in. Uh, I want to start off today's talk uh, with some statistics, and uh, we'll move on from there. So 53% of recent college graduates are unemployed or underemployed. 58% of 18 to 24 year olds still live at home with their parents. The average millennial will hold 15 to 16 jobs over the course of their career. More than 50% of freshmen at college have no idea on their intended career. 35% of people that have student loans have defaulted on them. And two thirds of that group have defaulted more than once. And so these statistics are concerning to me. What do you think about that, Nate?
1: Yeah, very concerning. Um, I think that trend is, it's getting worse and worse um, as our society is a lot of people, become the norm where you go to school and you rack up all this debt and it's just, it's free money. Um, you don't have to pay it back. Like the whole like idea of like paying your loans back and like paying things off is really like, people have like, they're like, yeah, like, it's not a big deal. Like, just push it off.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the confusion out there, and this is why I'm having you on today's talk, you know, we see a lot of kids at the gym and just in everyday life. And the amount of conversations that I have with kids your age, that truly have no idea the direction of their life is staggering to me. And so I want to get into today. Uh, first off, when did you graduate high school? What year? 2017.
1: 2017.
0: Okay, cool. And so, like in high school, I'm really curious, um, what kind of guidance did you receive, if it if any, with finding a future career um or assistance with, you know, pushing you in a direction of your skill sets? Did did you get any help in high school for that?
1: Um, I mean, I was very blessed. I had really good parents um, that pushed me in the direction to like pursue um, life after high school and like setting up like career goals and stuff like that. But like in the infrastructure of the high school itself, I didn't find that that was like prevalent at all. And I know a lot of like people that I have that I graduated with from high school with they now don't like do a ton because they we all like. It was like the norm, like you go to college Mm -hmm. and then what was, there was no like next steps after that. It was all about like, everyone should go to college. That was kind of like the theme, like in our guidance counselor office. And I mean, I did, I did that too. I like, I went to college and, but like, for me, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. Um, I was also very like blessed to have the parents that I have and they pushed me to pursue something that was like meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. rather than uh pursuing like money because i did i had that like moment where i was like oh like i i had a neighbor he um he was a financial advisor and he like he made bank i was was, like this guy's so cool like he's got the new pool he's like renovating his house all the time and i went and shadowed him for a day and, and it was very just for me unrewarding um just watching him throughout his day and maybe he gets like a ton of reward from that career path um he's been doing it for years um but i wanted something more um so that pushed me to pursue like chiropractic um and that's where i found like my passion and like drive to like help people
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting um you know i know yeah your your parents are amazing mentors we'll get into that later in the conversation but you know the the piece that i'm concerned the most about is the the lack of guidance in school um high school yeah. particularly cuz i remember it like yesterday i graduated in 2001 so it's a, a long uh what, 21 years um but i remember it like yesterday when i had those meetings where i'd go in and sit down And they would just like be pushing me towards college and not asking me like anything that I was passionate about, what I wanted to do, my skill sets, Mm -hmm. how do I want to bring value to people, the earth or animals, like what, what kind of, you know, positive change do I want to contribute? It's just like, go to college, get a job and like, you know, get the big house and the new car and, you know, your life will be just happy. (laughs) And you know, that's yeah. why I really, I really feel, and I'm not saying this is this is a blanket statement. Like obviously there's good guidance counselors and there are maybe schools that help kids more, but I the number of people that I see and talk to that have no idea going into college, or maybe they don't go to college or they just are confused. It's staggering to me. Um, and then when you look at adults, 87% of adults, okay, um, find no fulfillment in their job.
1: <laughs> yeah, 87%. isn't that crazy? Yeah, I always crazy. Yeah. I was I was I always remember, um, I think I was 13 and I asked my dad um why like he chose chiropractic. And he gave me the whole spiel and I asked him if he likes his job because I'm like at 13, you're starting to like you're starting to think about like your career. At least I was. Um, and he said, um, it doesn't feel like he goes to work every day. That's mm-hmm. what he said. And that always stuck with me. He never feels like he's actually going to work. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. something I want to do.
0: Well, that's, yeah, I, I've definitely talked to your, your dad about that a lot. And I feel the same way, you know, I work, um, seven days a week, I guess, but like, I, it's sort of what I love doing. Right. Um, yeah. And even like we're going to Florida tomorrow, um, like I'll be doing stuff down there because like I'm not running away from my job. I'm not running away from like headaches like a lot of people go on vacation to just escape. Right. Um, I don't yeah. really ever feel that need. And another thing I talk a lot about and you know, with your dad, too, is um the word retirement you know, I don't really ever think about like, okay, like I'm going to hit 60 and just be done. Like, and again, I'll clarify, there's a difference between financial independence and retirement, right? Like obviously the sooner you can hit financial independence and not need to work, that's great. You know, I'm a capitalist and I think that's awesome. Um, But the reality is, is that it's not, I don't think people should be looking to the day when they can just sit back, play golf, um, you know, put their feet up, watch Netflix and, and call it a career. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that's healthy. Um, and I would say that you're, if that is you, you're probably in the wrong career path. Would you agree with that, Nate?
1: Yeah, I would hundred percent agree with that. Um, a lot of people set their goal to retire someday and just, uh, call it quits, but, in my opinion I feel like you should find a career where you don't want to just call it quits one day. You always want to be doing that career and you always find fulfillment in what you're doing. Like maybe you uh switch careers. Like I know mm-hmm. some yep. people they're police officers for 25 years, they get their retirement, then they pursue something else. But I I feel I've always thought that we as humans always need to try to be productive towards society mm-hmm. um and contributing in some way and I Always have kind of a disdain for the idea that at a certain age you just stop producing and you just sit around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that a lot. You know, you, you said that really well. Where you stop producing, right? Where you stop providing value to society, because playing mm-hmm. golf, and watching Netflix, um, is not providing value. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and it's created it's,
1: a, a big economic stress on our like our country i mean we have millions of people that don't produce that get money
0: Mm -hmm, for sure and there's statistics that show that that, uh, it's a very high percentage of people that when they retire and they don't fill that new void with something rewarding they get sick um and then oh yeah right you've seen that right Um, and, and they stop learning and, and things don't go well for them. Like within a year or two, you know, they get a a bad diagnosis or something tragic happens. Um, and ah, you know, I don't know. I I think there's something to, to really, uh, making the most of your time here and staying busy mentally and physically. Yeah. So beyond, um, the lack of beyond the lack of guidance in school, Nate, I'm curious, um, Why do you feel so many kids are uninspired and confused? You know, obviously the school thing's not helping, um, but I I don't know. Is there something more like I just remember I always envisioned like I I always really I I love the American dream, right? Like you start with nothing, you build a skill set. And then you help people and you, you provide value and you grow, you know, you, you just grow as a human and your education level and your finance and your, whether it's a business or you get promoted, like it seems now that a lot of kids just don't care about that stuff. Do you see that Nate?
1: Yeah, I would a hundred percent agree with that. Um, something I've see, I saw a statistic the other day and it said that the most common career field that, um young students in school want to uh, pursue is to be an influencer yeah i saw that i saw that too yeah which brings in the whole social media aspect which is my in my opinion another reason why um young people just don't have like those goals of like building like over time like success um yeah I think the social media and like the influencer like world has really affected our young people because they see these 18 year olds that are multimillionaires driving wild cars and they were overnight successes. And a lot of young people, they, they want that. They want that. And we live in an instant gratification society. and So I think social media has really, yeah, it has a lot of positives to it, like for marketing for businesses but it's really harmed our young culture and created a false sense of reality of what is attainable because those are the that's a small percentage of people that can do that Mm -hmm. and make that kind of money Mm -hmm. and it's just created kind of a cascade of problems
0: yeah and and those influences that you're mentioning are a tiny percentage right that are absolutely killing Mm -hmm. it the thing that a lot of people don't understand is Those influencers have skill sets, right? Like they're yeah. really mm-hmm. good at uh, video editing, they understand algorithms, like they're talented people. They don't just look, you know, great on camera and make millions of dollars, right? Like yeah,
1: there's, there's a lot of work behind that.
0: Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of infrastructure behind it. So, like Mr. Beast, right? I'm sure you follow him or know of him. Yeah. Um, you know, 150 million followers, right? Like, it's just totally an absurd what he has. But he's been doing this. I think he's like 26 now, maybe, and he's been doing this for like 14 years already. <laughs> like, that's how long he's yeah. been refining his skill set. He has a whole staff of people, like he's very smart. And so he didn't just jump into like being an influencer, right? Or, or an overnight success. um But yeah, social media, I do, I do, I think it plays, I think it plays into the problem a lot. You know, our dopamine gets jacked up, right? When we're seeing other people do certain things. then you know, maybe we feel great about it for a second and then down because that's not where we are. We don't want to go work for minimum wage to start somewhere. You know, we want to just jump into fifty bucks an hour or whatever. Um, social media, I think, is fast forwarded where a lot of kids think they should be, but they don't see what went on behind the scenes, right? It's like if someone were to look at, say, say your dad in his career you know he's been a chiropractor for what uh 25 years right maybe right around there yeah Um,
1: 20 yeah 26 27 yeah yeah.
0: 26 and so if someone says oh you know uh pete lombardi has so much success and you know i want to be him and and you're 25 saying this like you you haven't put in that time right um oh yeah social media sort of sort of helps people forget the, the amount of work behind the scenes. Do you have anything else to add to that?
1: Um, yeah, I'm another thing too, is like, say with the chiropractic thing, um, they say that it takes 10000 hours to become a master at your craft. And that is something that, yeah, people want to be overnight successes, but that rule time will always be true. Like Mm -hmm. time is a very, like, it's a thing that just, it stays true to what it is. And you can't change that. Like you can try to speed up time. You can work harder maybe, but still like 10,000 hours, in my opinion, is a benchmark to become a master to craft.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was in uh that was in the book, I think talent code, right? I don't know if you read that, but mm-hmm. maybe it's, it's cited yeah. elsewhere, but yeah, 10,000 hours to be a master and a thousand hours to be even deemed competent in a subject mm-hmm. area. And so I just talked about this with Andy, our trainer on a podcast last week about the book Atomic Habits. Um, And we brought that up. Like, if you break down even a thousand hours into like workable time periods, like amount per week for number of years, that's a long time just to get to a thousand hours, let alone where you said 10,000 hours to be a master, right? Um, and, and this is what separates the people that get the job done and that don't, you know, they want to spend a lot of that time, you know, that boring effort pursuing, you know, something better. But that time isn't, you know, a weekend certification somewhere. <laughs> you know, you're talking no. thousands of hours. So yeah, that's well put. Yeah. If you were in charge, Nate, of helping um our high school and college kids discover a career path that they enjoyed and got excited about, like. What would you do? Like, do you have any ideas on how you would fix that issue?
1: In my opinion, I would change the whole uh, academic structure. In my opinion, I felt like I spent a lot of wasted time in high school um, learning things that just didn't matter Mm -hmm. to anything that I was curious. And it is good maybe to have like a general like studies, maybe like degree or like tracked in high school for people that have no idea what they want to do and they just want to learn like a general knowledge. But I've always, do you follow Ben Greenfield at all?
0: Oh yeah. yeah,
1: Yep. So I don't know if you like follow the way he, so he homeschools his kids, which I think is like amazing, but he allows them to pick their own projects that they like do like throughout the year. And I think that's really good because it gives kids like tasks and structure to their day so that they're always pursuing something because we're training um, our young people just to be students and not they're not producing. Because in the real world, you have to produce. And I find I struggle that right now while I'm in grad school because I'm 23 years old and I feel somewhat unproductive because I've been at school for so long. Because when, say, in December 2023, when I graduate, I'm going to have to produce. And I've been mm-hmm. a student since I was five. It's just a very, it's a big flip because I haven't had to like produce anything. No one's paid me for my services ever yet. And then I have to go ask people for money. It's just a very different thing. So for the academic world, I think a good structure would be to allow kids to um have their own projects, like build things, just pursue things that they're passionate about Um, instead of just sitting them in a classroom. And a lot of kids I know struggle with like ADD and stuff like that they really struggle to sit in a classroom. Um, So that would be another great thing for them as well. Just like being active instead of trying to like put everyone into this one mold that you are supposed to be this perfect student that you get a great SAT score and you go to Harvard. That's Mm -hmm. like the uh, peak of what our society has said that you should do academically. But in reality, there's so many other paths that are fulfilling and, and are very um, just wonderful careers.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, what you're describing, like project-based learning, right? Um, more mm-hmm. hands-on, in-the-trenches, real-world applications instead of, you know, reading a book, taking a test, striving for that A in that class. Um, you know, the very two different approaches, pros and cons to both for sure. Ah, uh, but you're absolutely right. You know, I know uh, the BOCES program here in New York. Like, that's a hands-on, very project-based learning for a lot of like uh, blue-collar type mm-hmm. jobs, which we need more of. Um, yeah, but they get a that a definitely a negative, um, you know, viewpoint in our schools. It's like the kids that maybe weren't the smartest with books just get sent to BOCES to like be a plumber. And to me. Yeah, and those are the kids
1: that end up making more money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Correct. In many, many cases, that's absolutely true, Nate. Yes. But why are not we like promoting them equally? You know, like colleges for some kids, trades are for others. You know, like maybe a gap year is for 10% of kids, like to do like the Peace Corps or something cool, like a year before going to spend $70,000 on college for something you don't know what you need to do, um, you know. Th- those are all viable ideas, and I really hope these schools adapt to something like that, right? um instead of just the one size fits all
1: i think it I think it is starting, and I think over the next couple years, I think college is going to become more and more obsolete because mm-hmm. people are seeing the rise of tuition costs has mm-hmm. ne- it's never correlated with inflation rates. Um. So you're taking out exponentially more money than you were before. And the job that you're getting is not paying exponentially more when you get out. Mm-hmm. So your cost to um, earning ratio is just way off.
0: Yeah, I um, think the future... So- go ahead, Nate.
1: There you go.
0: Um, I just think the future of college um, is going to be for specific skills, right? Like if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, anything that requires specific training that will always be needed. Right. But Mm -hmm. for the 50% of kids or more that go um, for liberal arts, you know, I I don't know, you know, I I don't know where that's going to fit in. Maybe it will. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I wasn't going to go to college if I wasn't going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I didn't, when I, I was in high school, I was either going to, that was my plan. I was either, I'm like, I'm not going to college or I'm going to go be a chiropractor. That was my, mm-hmm. I just didn't see the value in it. Like cost wise, it just didn't make any sense to me.
0: Yeah, for sure. What attracted you to the chiropractic field?
1: Um, Growing up, obviously, my dad was a chiropractor, and my grandfather, um, who's passed, a chiropractor. So I'm a big believer in legacy, and that is super cool to me. Like, like I'm so excited to walk across the stage in December and be the third doctor Lombardi. Um, and then also just the lifestyle that um my dad lived and our family lived, and just um very natural, uh, holistic lifestyle. It was just, it was awesome. It was, when I was younger, I kind of hated it. I had, st- had a disdain for my parents cause I always had a weird lunch. Um, I always had to go to bed early and I just never understood why I was like, <laughs> all of my friends are eating Cheez-Its and drinking chocolate milk. And they're just so much more athletic than me on the playground. It was, it was, a, I was so annoyed, but as I grew older, I became like so appreciative of that as I began to excel in athletics and academia. And I was like, wow, I just have a distinct advantage over everyone else. That's the way I looked at it. And so I, I was very um, drawn to this career field. And I also saw how much my father helped people. Um, He's ch- changing people's lives. And um And another thing too is, I watched him adjust some babies, and that was another thing too. Is he uh, a lot of like screaming babies come into the office just crying? And you could see the like a mother just so tired, she's drained, she's been dealing with this screaming baby for forever. And he'd have them lay down on the table with the baby and just do a small adjustment on their atlas, and just you would watch the baby just melt into um, their mother's laps. and I was like, wow, that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. and that was i was like that's what i want to do for the rest of my life yeah.
0: yeah that's amazing i don't think there's a much better reward than seeing the immediate um results and gratification you know of the clients and people that you serve you know um mm-hmm. we're we're in a similar industry with training making people healthier also um from a yeah. fitness and nutrition perspective and really i just i just think that is that's what keeps me motivated and our staff, and you know will keep you motivated as those results and so yeah, that's awesome um what do you here is a unique question um did you have um any challenging time periods in your life or low points um that you want to bring up, and like how did you work through it because I know there's a lot of yes. people there's a lot of people that struggle adults also. Um, life is a, a series of cycles of ups and downs. Um, and in mm-hmm. a lot of times when, when our guests share something like this, it provides hope for people. So can you explain something like that to our
1: listeners? Yeah, so I actually went through a really tough time period and it helped me get to where I'm at and I would wouldn't change it for the world. So starting out in high school, I um was an athlete, um, but I suffered a lot of concussions. So I had a lot of like um brain injuries and just stuff like that and then um kind of fell into like a pit of uh like just depression and just overall sadness for probably two years um mm-hmm. tried to take my own life uh september 4th in 2018. um tried to cope with drugs alcohol everything that i could just get my mind off of like because i didn't know why i was feeling the way i was feeling um Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't understand because I was a really happy kid growing up. And I was just always excited. And then I felt like the life was taken out of me. And I didn't know why I was 19 years old, like, from the outside looking in, I had everything going right in my life. I was in school, like 4.0 GPA, super fit, healthy, great waitering job. I drove a nice truck. Like a I look on the outside looking in it looked like an amazing life and in reality I was just sad like constantly didn't know and didn't know why I was feeling that way so yeah probably two years of my life I just was in a lull of like a black it just felt like I was in a black hole it, it's wild cuz I look back I don't remember those two years of my life at all I can't like I couldn't tell you what we did on christmas those two years nothing and then um my parents finally uh They took me to a uh, neurologist in New York City, Dr. Laura Standridge, and she changed my life. Um, We did this thing called neurofeedback and um, it uh, retrains your brain pathways to fire like the correct sequences, which is a super fascinating science. And they did a brain map on me and they showed that like my limbic system was firing like way less than the rest of my, uh, brain, um, drastically lower. And that's like where you deal with your emotions and like processing fear, anxiety. And we did probably four months of, um, neurofeedback, uh, neurofeedback therapy. And I'm telling you, man, changed my life completely. I could finally like focus in school. Um, I just felt happy. But like the first time in years, it was, it was powerful. And I'll, I'll never forget. The only thing that kind of kept me going was the idea of walking across the stage and becoming a chiropractor. I would write that in my journal every night. I would write, I will, I will be a chiropractor. I wrote that every single night for two years. And then finally, um, kind of just got out of that lull and started kicking butt again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for sharing that. Um, that that's amazing. I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know a lot of that. The, so the doctor's name, um, and the, in the system that, that you used for that. I know a lot of listeners, I'm sure are probably interested in that now you said it, but can you say it again?
1: Yeah. So, um, it was Dr. Laura Standridge. Um, she was out of, uh, North, New, Northern New Jersey. Uh, she's since recently moved to Charleston, South Carolina. Um, she is a director of a neuro clinic there. Um, amazing woman, um, absolutely. And then um, Dr. Steven Janopoulos, who we're mutual friends with. Um, he also like helped me a lot with like my nutrition and everything, and train like and explained how I need to be training actually to help my brain, and how I need to be eating to help my brain. And it was very fascinating. I would do 45 minutes of cardio at um zone 2 level every single day and um only heavy weight training. That was uh no like getting my heart rate up to like 180, like everything had to be very low. And it was wild. Like the results were just in like 5 months I was a new person. It was amazing.
0: That's interesting. Um, so first, before I dive into that, because that's something I want to get into the the zone two and the strength training as a recommendation. But what was the actual neuro program called that you did? Yeah,
1: so it's called so it's called uh, neurofeedback. Um, so it's kind of wild. that You hook they hook wires up to your brain, and then you look at a TV screen and it's a game, and you're playing like a game, essentially like Pac Man or something like that but you're playing it in your mind the game is completely controlled by your brain pathways and you and it it's based off like a reward system like you hear a positive ding if you're doing it correctly and if you don't hear that ding you're doing it wrong like your brain is not firing correctly and you have someone monitoring you the entire time and they control the speed and the pace of the game that you're playing with your own brain and so you do that for like 15 minute sessions every single day well not every day i would do it i do it three times a week yeah mm-hmm. three times a week and it was wild like the dreams that i would have after that where it was just i've never lucid dreamed like that in my life it wow. was very powerful
0: Man, that is that yeah, that is awesome. So, for listeners, maybe that's something you want to look into. Um, very, mm-hmm. very cool stuff. I love the advice that Dr. Stephen Janopoulos gave you. He's been our on our podcast twice, he's amazing. Um, he's mutual friends, like you said. Um, with zone two cardio, so that's lower intensity cardio, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: plus strength training. So what I take away from that, it's interesting, is that's a low cortisol cortisol producing um, environment, right? Mm-hmm. So like you're not excreting yep. a ton of cortisol, which is a stress hormone for people that don't know what that is. Um, a lot of times people will exercise in a form that produces more stress in their already stressful life, and it's not doing yep. them any good. So...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Exercise done correctly can be very therapeutic, but at the same time, you know, if you're banging out five and 10 Ks running, you know, for example, hard multiple times per week and the rest of your life isn't in order, sleep, nutrition, you know, that can make things worse for you. And so the protocol that he gave you was a cortisol reducing um, type protocol. And then obviously Mm -hmm. you get all the benefits of, you know, the oxygen, the increased aerobic capacity, and then overall strength. And you had said you also learned to feed your brain correctly, right? Eating healthier, cleaner food. Yeah,
1: tons of of fat, tons of fat, um, high protein, zero carbohydrates, leafy, dark green vegetables. And that was it. obviously no alcohol, nothing else. Um, supplementation with tons of omegas, magnesium, uh, NAC, vitamin D. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a very lots of fat though. That was the emphasis because you—that's what your brain feeds off of is fat.
0: Yeah, and as a society, we're told fat's bad. You know, so we, yeah. we have all these people biggest lie ever it's the biggest lie ever. And, you know, they're running around consuming carbs and maybe some protein, but they're just feeling like shit and they're just, they got to go to the high fat, lower carb in most instances. Um, the interesting thing, like what we're talking about now is I think a lot of people, parents, whether they have, you know, some concerns with their kids or themselves um, they need to not overlook the elephant in the room. (laughs) And that is eating super clean, sleeping, supplementing correctly, exercising, right? Like self-care. Because I I can't, Mm -hmm. we get a lot of questions here at the gym with clients, friends, different things. And they're asking like these questions that it's like almost like they're looking for a magic fix or like, you know, we just don't understand why Johnny does this. And it's frustrating as hell for me because I I, I just, I don't know how many more times I can ask like, well, you know, are you eating real food? <laughs> you know, are you, are you consuming a low sugar diet with You know, healthy amounts of fats? Are you exercising? Are you sleeping eight to 10 hours a night? Like, are you taking any supplements? What are your vitamin D levels? All this stuff is very 101. Like, this isn't high level stuff. And I think most people truly understand the majority of the right things to do, right? They may not know all the fine tweaks and science and all this, and that's fine. But for the most part, most people know bad foods, right? They they know sleeping four yeah. hours a night is not good. They know that drinking alcohol three times a week is not good. They know not exercising is not good. So I just, for people listening, you know, before you go too deep into looking for these alternative solutions, I think really focusing on those foundational pieces is huge. Would you agree, Nate?
1: Yeah, it's really the simple things that can make a huge difference. Um, Sleep's a huge thing also. That's something that I've dialed in in my life, and it's been a game changer. Um, I'm a big blue. For me, my number is eight. eight. I need eight hours a night, and that's a non-negotiable for me. Um, I'm usually in bed, or uh, me and my fiance, were in bed by 9 o'clock. Lights out at 9.30. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just stuff like that. It's really just, it's the simple things in life that um, can lead to a great amount of change in people. And it's it's sad because we do like, to circle it all back, we live in an instant gratification society and people want that quick fix for something that they've been dealing with for years. And at, at the end of the day, you kind of look yourself in the mirror and you got to make some lifestyle changes that are going to be uncomfortable, but in the end, they're going to... The, you're going to reap the rewards of that tenfold.
0: For sure. Yes. Um, so moving on, what advice do you have for high school seniors um, or maybe recent college grads that are maybe listening to this and are confused? They don't they don't understand the, the purpose or the direction their life is headed. Um, and they're looking for some advice. What would you tell them?
1: Um, my big advice would be to control the things that you can control. Um, You can control your effort every single day. You can control how you treat people every single day. And you can control your relationship with God. That would be my advice um, to people. People try and overcomplicate their lives. Um, They think that they need to control every aspect of it. But in reality, you can't control the outcome of a corporate meeting that's above you. But you can control your effort. You can control how you treat people you can control your relationship with the higher power would be my advice.
0: Yeah. That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. I love all three of those. Um, Yeah. You know, for people maybe looking for, for support and some true foundational guidance, you know, uh, God, (laughs) Um, you know, however you skin that cat, I know it's like talking about, you know, politics and guns with people, but um, I
1: think there's my favorite things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. We're doing another podcast on that. It'll be kicked off YouTube, but um, yeah, in the, in the effort, like, man, you know uh, it. Yeah. I, and I'm hard on myself with this. And I I talked with your dad about this and other people Um, you got to put in a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of things you don't want to do. And just, you got to push you know, um, yeah. there's so many people that are are busy, but they're not truly taking action, right? There's a difference with mm-hmm. being busy versus taking action, and action produces tangible results. Being busy is just you being busy um and not necessarily getting anywhere. Um, but that effort piece, I always tell myself that someday I'm going to meet the person that I could have become. And that that haunts me truly. Like I think about that all the time. Like if you have two people, like you've got me here now, and then meeting the person I could have been. That's that that could be terrifying for people. And I don't um, you know, I don't want to be terrified.
1: <laughs> yeah. So my argument back to you would be on that is to never, I don't know. I, I try not to think that way. I try to always think I'm comparing myself to the person I was yesterday, yeah. not to the people surrounding me today or the person I am today. Always just comparing my did I get better every single day? Because in reality, sometimes like sometimes you have like those hard days where it's like you didn't get a ton done and it kind of mm-hmm. eats at you. But in I don't know my whole like philosophy on that has just been like, am I am I doing better than I was yesterday? And that's always just kind of my thought on it. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, well, the 1%, you've seen that graph, right? In Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. the 1% yeah. uh, improvement um, day after day over a period of a long time is a dramatic, mm-hmm. dramatic difference. Yeah. yeah, no, I like that, mate, yeah. for sure. Where do you see yourself in 10 years?
1: Um, 10 years, um, owning a multi. Million dollar practice, um. Happy wife, two or three kids. I don't know. Just on elk. that's my hope.
0: <laughs> no, but hopefully I'm on that trip with you, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. I just, I obviously I have um family goals that um, and career goals and like things I want to pursue out outside of that, but. Yeah. Um, just mm-hmm. living life, man. I'm, I mean, I'm already living my dream life right now, but just playing a different sandbox in 10 years. So
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. Awesome, buddy. Well, um, this has been a pleasure. You inspire me. I've watched you grow up, um, into the man you are today, and it'll be exciting to work with you and follow your future. You know, it's going to be yeah. awesome. Um, hopefully you. this you're is a inspiring. big inspiration to in me. Yeah. Well, thank you, buddy. Oh, no, it's uh, I think we motivate each other, you know, and I know your dad's been a huge mentor for me and your mom has helped me in, in many ways. So it's it's a nice little circle. And hopefully this is inspiring for people listening, no matter your age, you know, you're obviously young, but man, you know, if you're in any kind of rut or looking for motivation you know, this talk, you know, had some of that in it. So how can people follow you on social media? Like if there's someone that wanted to reach out or maybe you said something that resonated, is there any way for them to get in contact with you?
1: Yeah. So um, my Instagram is Nathan underscore Lambo, L-A-M-B-O. And I'm on Facebook as Nate Lombardi. If you have any questions you want to reach out, I just want to talk if you're going through something difficult and you feel like you're in that kind of rut like man whoever you are i want to really help you out because we all deserve to be happy in this life and we're all capable of these amazing things as humans um and i just want to see everyone achieve that oh so, yeah
0: awesome well people take advantage of that if that's something you're interested in um and nate we will sign off thank you for your time buddy
1: yeah thank you